Ladies and gentlemen, friends and family all around the world, it's Greg. And it's Matt. And we're the bottom tier, and we're back again bottom for tier. another phenomenal episode. Yeah. yeah. Bottom. 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 Okay, we were not doing that anymore. Cool. Uh, hey, Matt. How you, do- how you doing, man? Doing awesome. How are you, Greg? Rocking and rolling, if you can't tell by this overly optimistic tone in my voice. Oh, I can tell. It's going to be great. Do not be pessimistic at all this episode. No, we got all of our belly aching done last time, and now it's time for pure, unadulterated enthusiasm. Uh, so much enthusiasm will be leaking out of your ear holes in for the next fact, 24 In fact, my hours. friends, this room is quickly filling up. We've closed the door. It's up to our ankles of pure enthusiasm. It's kind of gross, if Matt. We, if we could see enthusiasm as a physical, tangible thing, what would it look like? What would it taste like? What would it sound like? What would it be? Enthusiasm. <laughs> <laughs> and there we go. Welcome to the bottom tier, everyone. I'm Greg. And I'm Matt. We're and I guess we're, just, we're, good, we're restarting. Okay. <laughs> Guys, we, we didn't write this one out. Normally, what we do is we have a little outline, and we kind of know the major things we want to touch on, and we have our little intro sort of planned out and stuff, but... Uh, well, I mean, there's a reason we why there's, there's a reason why we have so much enthusiasm and excitement this episode, and it's not because of the last episode that was a lie, but uh, it's <laughs> don't tell them that, Matt. They don't know. But we got some card releases. We got Woo! some spoilers for the very first Outsiders reveals. Yeah, and I don't know if they were meant to happen or they were. I have no idea. It, you know what? It does. One it, of them, it doesn't really look like they one were mostly them, meant to re- be revealed yet. One of them was. The other ones kind of seemed like somehow someone got packs and it, was selling cards. Yeah. For some reason, they were just out and about in the wild. I don't I, I don't get it. Uh, but the guy in these pictures that I'm seeing who's charging 40 bucks for an unreleased uh, Majestic, silly. That's way too low. Okay. <laughs> it's unreleased, Matt. I, I personally... That's great. Good for him for getting people what they need for $40. For $40. Uh, so This is America, Matt. <laughs> so with that, let us get started. So a lot of these cards, what was really fun was they were a little uh, of the dual cards, which is really cool. So we're going to start with the very first reveal, which happened on February 2nd of this month. And it is called, uh, it is an assassin ranger action attack card called Death Touch. Uh, oh, Death Touch can't be played from your hand. When this hits a hero, create a frailty, inertia, or blood rot pox token under their control. It has a base six attack, two to one resource to spend. Okay, so uh, one for six. That's, That's incredible. pretty flipping good. That means you could totally uh, raise a reflex up. Yeah, 100%. Give it some go again. Swing in for nine with go again. The biggest thing is that you can't play it from your hand. So it's an arsenal card. So it's 100% an arsenal card. But it's a one for six arsenal card that when it hits, it creates one of these disease tokens. And like obviously we haven't talked about that yet. But the disease stuff is like it looks like it's going to be a heck of a lot of fun. Yeah. So let's talk about it now. So they revealed also those tokens. So we know what kind of coincides with this. Um, But... We can start with uh, the Blood Rot Pox. Perfect. Uh, Blood Rot Pox is a token, and it says at the beginning of your end phase, destroy Blood Rot Pox. Uh, then it deals two damage to you unless you pay three resource. That's a heavy, heavy cost. Yep. If you have a couple of those, holy crap. It, welcome to giving blood debt to everybody else. Yeah. My so shadow that's, players. That is very, very cool. 
that that's super exciting. There's yeah. a lot of possibility there for uh, for like really like heavy like DPS sort of decks and for control decks too, uh-huh. just to be able to govern you know what amount of damage they have to pay off and how many resources they'll have per turn and all that sort of thing. That's flipping awesome. You, it makes you really think about what the other player is doing, and instead of it being so front heavy. It's back heavy. Exactly. And so you have to be more cautious of uh, like, okay, I only play this so I could pay this later. And so that like being able to change the pattern like that is really cool to kind of make it feel a little bit fresh, even though it changes absolutely nothing. You know, yeah. Like, you know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. It's like playing against an ice hero, but not, you know? Exactly. So. Yeah. Except mm-hmm. this time uh, they're an assassin. Yeah. With that, our next card uh, that we need to talk about or token is frailty. Uh, frailty is a generic token aura. When your attack action cards played from arsenal and weapon attacks have minus one at the beginning of your end phase, destroy frailty. Yeah. So neat. Yeah. I think that's really huge um, for this set because this set of course has ninjas. Yes. And so if, if we suspect that Kadachis are going to be the weapon of choice for ninjas, which at this point is probably the safe assumption. Yep. uh, Then that means you just eliminated Kadachi Kadachi. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. So that, yeah, that really hurts Katsu and uh, Benji, you know? So, 100%. Mm-hmm. Especially you know, if you decide to run Needle as well, then it it impacts Needle too. So yeah. there's really not a good response to that for ninjas. But like it seems mostly tailored to handle ninjas and other classes that so situationally this can be really, really useful, but I don't think it has quite the broad sort of appeal that blood rot would. Right. For sure. Blood rot could definitely be the whole like deck that you want to do. But speaking of that first card that we just mentioned, it does all three, correct? It gives you the option for any three you want, any three you want. So you could be very strategic about which ones you want to do for that particular card. Exactly. And I don't see an assassin deck that doesn't run that card, even though you have to put in your arsenal worth it. A one with one one cost with with creating the, the disease for your opponent. Like that's, that's too good. Being able to enable razor reflex is huge because you can give it go again and be able to do more things after that. Exactly. It's going to be really good to be able to scalp hands. So I really like that. Uh, that leads to the last token, Inertia. Uh, inertia is a generic token, Aura. At the beginning of your end phase, destroy Inertia, then pull, put all cards from your hand and arsenal on the bottom of your deck. Oof. Yeah. So uh, if you're trying to save anything, it goes there. So that's just a f- Aura Command and Conquer, essentially. It Basically, yeah. yeah. Um, man, uh, pff- I, I play Guardian, and this one's going to hurt a little bit. Yeah. So I w- it's honest to say that this is exactly what assassins need. Oh, 100%. And this is going to be a deck that can be included in, not warp, but be included in the meta. Yeah, it's, it's and this, of course, you know, we've seen six cards out of the set so far, so who knows what's coming in the full yeah. thing. But just based on these, it already looks like it's going to end up being really well balanced. It's going to give the buffs where the buffs need to happen. Yeah. Um, and hopefully they don't go too crazy with, you know, the new heroes or anything. We don't end up with like a Starbo thing. But just based on these, like this is going to give Assassin and Ranger as well a lot of new tools that they really need, I think, yeah. sort of to jump out of that kind yeah, of cause that was an lower middle tier thing. That was an Assassin slash Ranger card. So I like that card for Ranger because because it does make it look like you're loading a uh, loading an arrow. Loading exactly. An arrow. And so it's going to be huge. It's going to be huge for that. So I really like that. It's really cool with that. Uh, let's move on to the next card. Are you ready? Let's do it. So we're going to start with some assassin cards and these are spent more for the blood rot token. 
this first one is called Infect. Great name. Uh, it's Stealth. When <clears throat> this hits a hero, create a Blood Rot Pox token under their control. Zero for three, three block. Beautiful. Have we had Stealth as a keyword before? Um, No. Stealth is a new keyword that's going to be in this set. I do not know what it does. Awesome. Yeah. It's awesome. very exciting. I love All it. All right, cool. So I was like, wait a second. I don't think it's... it's- yeah. All right, cool. Uh, with that, uh, moving on. Anything we want to add to that card? No, just, you know, really... So- zero for three is good uh, as as a red. Um Assassin at, at action attack, three block, very solid. Depending on what stealth is and how that mechanic actually works, um, like that's going to be what makes this card either useful or not useful, frankly, mm-hmm. like just a nice art piece. Um, if stealth is something like this cannot be blocked by cards with X or greater power or something like that, could be really, really good. If it's something like the first card you play each turn you know can be blocked or something like that could also be really good but a little bit more situational a little trickier to sort of play out because then what's going to go second and not and all that kind of stuff so until we see what stealth is how good this is but you know a zero for three fine not bad yeah this next card kind of helps with that stealth too it's an attack reaction uh it spikes your blood rot it costs one target attack action card with stealth gains plus three attack and when this hits a hero, create a blood rot pox token under their control. So we have another card or keyword that's be able to do go with that uh, to be able to activate and um, be able to be utilized with that. Um, a quick guess I have for stealth as we were talking about that. Yeah. Um, we do have another assassin hero joining us in this uh, this new set yes. that has adult versions as well. And um, just like Arachne, Arachne is based off of contract. Yes. This says stealth. So maybe this next assassin is going to be mostly stealth. stealth and that will have an extra effect with their hero ability. Oh, that's good thinking. I like that. So that could be what it is, uh, which I'm excited for. So the blood pox is going to be gross. Blood <laughs> rock pox. And uh, yeah, that's, that's really cool. Um, I'm excited. Moving on. We have kind of some cut cut cards. Oh no. We're, we're, we're looking at some spoiler pictures. They're not the highest quality of no. things. Um, so yeah, the next one is just the frailty token and then it's spike with blood rot and an infect on either side. Cool. Um, after that we have wither, which is another ass- assassin attack action. It has stealth in the beginning. Uh, it costs zero with a three base attack and it says stealth. When this hits a hero, create a frailty token under their control. So that's kind of pairing with Frailty, which is really cool. Another zero for three with three block, which is good. Um, so it's a standard car. I like the zero for three. Can you use Razor on that to give it go again? Um, we also have Spike with Frailty, target attack action card. With Stealth, gains plus three. And when this hits a hero, create a Frailty token under their control. So I, I like how we kind of have that first one. And uh, the spike in this one, it kind of can be switched and partnered with cards that give a different effect. Exactly. And, and not to jump ahead or anything, but to absolutely jump ahead. Um, the the next set as well uh, with, with the Inertia set is exactly the same thing. It's called something different, obviously, but it's another zero for three red with stealth with when it hits do this thing and it's associated attack reaction where it gets plus three and if it hits inflict this particular thing so it yep. looks like like a reaction based arachne or, or or a reaction based azuri or is going to be not just possible but actually encouraged yep and so it, 
it'll end up playing a little bit more like Warrior yeah. than I think actually. But I mean like the comparison with with Assassin was already really close to Warrior. Yeah. You know? Similar sort of line. And so like it's kind of cool that it's like very similar to and kind of just that more mischievous route and more like uh adding an extra like think two things. Yeah, right? exactly. So, it's it's sneaky and duplicitous as an assassin audit. Yeah. Um, with that, we've seen Ranger and Assassin Multiclass. We've seen all these assassins do dads, which is great. But we are getting one, one ninja spoiler, which is great. Uh, Bonds of Ancestry, uh, two cost, uh, which it says combo. If a card with Gustwave in its name was the last attack of this combat chain, this costs two less to play and has go again. And when this attack, uh, when this attacks, you may banish a card with combo from your graveyard. If you do search your deck for a card with the name, same name, banish it, then shuffle. You may play it this combat chain. So uh, this, of course, is going to go really well with Whelming Gust Wave. Oh, yeah. And uh, who likes Whelming Gust Waves? Benji. So Loves Benji it. is getting some great stuff. This is a two cost four. But if you play that Whelming Gust Wave, it's free. It's a zero cost Go four. again. You can banish a combo card. Play the combo card. So it is making it so Benji can go pretty wide. Um, yeah. Or Katsu. Benji or Katsu. Or Katsu. Which, yeah, which yeah, is yeah. the two ninjas in the set anyways. So Exactly. And it's really well balanced for both of them. It gives them some utility, some additional options. Um, it's nice not to be so tied down into like just the sort of the orthodox uh, combo pattern. When mm-hmm. you're playing as the ninja, you have a little bit of option here depending on what you draw and what's yeah. most advantageous. Um, and then another cool thing, this one blocks for three. Yeah. Which is nice. Yay! Three blocks in a ninja deck. Very useful. Very good. Very good. That's going to help out big time. Um, with all of that, I think the thing that, or I know, the thing that was talked about the most was the very last card. The very last one. It was our first look at a equipment. And the uh, equipment is uh, going to be uh, for a ranger. And it is a quiver, which is exciting. So this is called Quiver of Rustling Leaves. Uh, a quiver can be equipped as in the weapon zone in addition to a bow. Ranger offhands, let's go. Whoa, whoa. Uh, instant. Three resources. Reveal the top card of your deck. If it's an arrow, put it face up into your arsenal and destroy quiver of rustling leaves. Look at that. We are able to have an extra arrow get put there. This is actually a really smart idea. Fast reload, man, for the cost of one blue. Reload. Yeah. Beautiful. And it's an instant too. So if you're in a situation where you really need to get something in Arsenal really fast, you can do this with this. Like it, it hits quick. Yeah. It's it. Honestly, this is a great card and I think does uh, help with some of the, the problems. So exactly. The big thing about it though, is that you can only use it once. It destroys itself upon use. So you have to really time it and make sure you're getting the most out of it. Yeah. Um, Otherwise, like if you're running Azalea, maybe just better just to use your hero power, especially if you opt beforehand. So you know what's coming up um, or something like that. If you need to get something into the arsenal for some reason. Um, But again, really solid card for the Ranger. Um, Super, super useful and just really solid utility. I'm excited. It's going to be Dude, cool. Right? It, it's interesting because it feels like all three of these classes are actually, uh, we haven't seen much on Ninja, but I feel like Ranger and Assassin is showing that they are making those stronger. 
which definitely is awesome. Which, which which was necessary. Ranger and assassin really are like the two classes right now that I feel like, and I'm sure that a lot of people feel like have sort of the least viability or the least amount of support right. inherent in the class. Um, assassin, obviously, because it's so new, um, right. and ranger because it can be very technical to play. Yeah. Um, if you don't get the right pagination of cards then you're basically done so hopefully what we're seeing here is lss looking at how things are playing taking stock of the situation and then tweaking and expanding things to make you know obviously to give assassin a wider pool of cards and to make ranger a little bit more consistent a little bit easier to get those big plays out and and just that one ninja card reveal too uh because what's different is like yes ninjas are actually prominent in the meta but it's not ninjas it's ninja it's it's and fi it's, and, and it's none draconic, of the other ones right yeah it's mostly draconic cards because those are insanely cheap yep. and uh it has some cheap ninja cards in there right with that the ninjas those two suffer from a lot because katsu a lot of his cards literally you're paying like brute num brute and guardian numbers for these cards that do minimal damage to combo off of yeah so being resource management is very very interesting so to be able to see cards that like hey utilize this this is going to be free and then this happens seems really really beneficial to be able to do that so it seems like they're going to be bringing katsu and benji 2 up to that point Exactly, just building a little bit more flexibility in in the deck creation process yeah. so you can you know so you can potentially have you know you know, this is a turtle katsu and this one's a tiger katsu and this one's a gust wave katsu and we really use this other thing heavily or something yeah. like that. So suddenly you have, instead of just one or two sort of variations, you've got four or five different builds that conceivably could show up and really put some pressure on people. Which generally, like, as if we look back to next, last week as we were a little bit salty and taught and consulted about decks and how we spent our money and our equipment and then yeah because there's a very selective carpool it does kind of bring hope looking at that ninja class already because i felt like we've had for the last three sets we've had ninja support and so now we are able to have that variance of what you're talking about totally so uh that's kind of exciting because that means anyone who decided to just start right off the bat playing katsu which katsu is really cool so why wouldn't you but those who chose to be able to go that route and have all the stuff for katsu Mm -hmm. you actually get to kind of feel like you can change and evolve that deck without having to go out and, and completely change thought processes and play styles and, and heroes. So that's exactly. really, really cool. So that excites me in that little aspect because it already seems like they're doing that with assassin two, where it's like, Hey, you can already kind of do this a little bit different. Exactly. And whatever riptide brings, will be like, Hey, Ranger can play a little bit different too. So this outsider set actually kind of finally feels like, Hey, all these things were going to make you feel like you have more, ways to go out and do and accomplish exactly it's it's it's, it seems like and we've again only seen six cards out of the set or whatever (laughs) so all of this could be absolute nonsense these could be the best cards in the set these also could be i mean they're probably not they're probably not but they 100 percent could be clever fakes by somebody so take all of this very well salted but it feels like what they're going for is to kind of have the set be like a fresh of breath air a breath of fresh air Uh excuse me Yes. I'm dyslexic. I, um, but so, like, they're really coming in, they're bringing in some of these new mechanics and some of these new heroes to allow for greater variance in play style for a particular class. Um, so it's it's super, super exciting to see them sort of taking this approach where it's not just, well, everybody loves playing Oldham. Let's give Oldham a bunch of stuff and forget about everybody else. They're actually really trying to manage things and bring sort of 
heroes that maybe slept on or ignored a little bit more yeah. into the limelight, give them a little bit more attention. Um, which honestly, if they can pull it off, um, like that, that that's going to kind of be the shot in the arm that I think I need. I think that you need. And yeah. I think that the game in general needs, because even after dynasty, everything still just feels kind of static. Yeah, it does. And that's a huge problem. It was just like, oh, pretty card. And then we just went back to playing with the same card. Yeah, exactly. And I know that we said we weren't going to get critical or anything on yeah, this episode. Yeah. It was going to be pure enthusiasm. We are, yeah. But that's just to kind of just to do a scope of why we're Exactly. It's yeah. to highlight the enthusiasm for Outsiders by admitting that Dynasty was hella cool. And it was full of flavor. It was tasty. Yeah. But not necessarily the most practical set on the planet. Like, yeah. it hasn't, like, burned any forests down or anything. Right. And what's really cool is like as I sit here and think about Outsiders as a name, it's very opt for it because A, like we're talking about that place in the world, but also yeah. all these heroes are literally the outside of the meta. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. So, well, I mean, besides the new ones, we don't really know, but I mean, they're, well, I mean, they're the, the most outside yeah, of the meta. Right. But I mean, like, there you go. Like we have like almost a double name that just makes you kind of more like, this is cool that it's going to be focused on these older heroes that just... You know, we don't know too much about. And right. No and, one plays and, too much. And, and the new ones are just riffs off of that same sort of concept. Just see what we can actually, like, what does assassin mean to you is kind of like the feeling that I get. Yeah. Is what they're kind of going for, right? Yeah. Like, if you want to be, you know, sort of the traditional, like, you know, five out of go pieces for this assassination sort of thing. Like, yeah. you can do that. Like, that's available to you. If you want to be just, you know, stealthing through the back alleys and Agent of Chaos or whatever, like, it looks like that's going to be possible. Yeah. Like, there are different... Like, the beautiful thing about this game, the thing that I love the most, is that there are so many different ways to play each hero and then each kind of class overall. Like, you can go super, super tanky with something. You can go much faster with something. And generally speaking all of those are sort of viable. Like there's a, there's a path of success with all of them. Yeah. Them building in explicitly that sort of, you know, variant support for that kind of customization. Like that's the step where this game is going to take is when it really sinks into the public consciousness, where it's going to take off against like your magics and your Yu-Gi-Oh's and your things like that is when people see that you can really customize the deck to suit you instead of you having to suit the deck. Yeah. I love that. That's a great way to do that. Yeah, that's a great way to explain it. I, I honestly think that's already kind of what makes this uh, this game so appealing to people is just the fact that I can, like, I associate myself with not only this art, but, like, I associate myself with this character because that's how I like to play and that's what it does great. Yeah. And so they're just expounding on that, which is just a beautiful thing. A hundred percent. Beautiful thing. Giving people more choice is very rarely a bad thing. <laughs> right. Right. Unless it's a, unless it's a restaurant, then don't do that. No, minimal choice. Six items, two drinks, and make them great. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very good. So there, there's our spoilers for Flesh and Blood of what we we didn't personally receive, but what we saw on the internet. You know, like that's really really cool to be able to kind of already have a little bit of spoiler season before it happens. Is it purposeful? Probably. Uh, but I'm glad <laughs> we got to got to see it. Uh, or we get to see a total person be like stoked about receiving a free card from LSS and be right. like, well, it was already spoiled. So that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm I got the spoiled spoiler. I don't want to play this game anymore. <laughs> right. That's, that, that's what they're going to send us. Yeah. Oh, that'd be great. Right. I would actually be stoked. Dude, on that. I'd, 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 if James White sent me a potato, I'd be happy. <laughs> Maybe, you know, give us that potato. James White. You heard it here first. Yeah, Potato class. Uh, <laughs> potato tier coming soon <laughs> uh with that 
Um, honestly, like, uh, what, what, uh, looking at these cards, mm-hmm. right. Um, let's kind of get in the details of particular classes, right? Ooh, fun. So, okay. uh, with the assassin, we see these extra ores that add extra flavor and taste with it. And we already kind of have some stereotypes with things. So I'm just going to kind of say a class and kind of what the thing already, they kind of do well, but how can we expand on that stereotype of that class to kind of make it a little bit better? Cool. Sound cool? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That sounds like a good thought exercise. So yeah. Yeah. So I, I love doing these type of things. So if we start with the first classes that were ever started, we'll start with our good boy, Reinar as a brute, right? Brute. And Big so, boy. Brute, the stereotype that we already have is brute hit things like hard. We we are scary. And Fine we, tree. We pick up tree, a tree. Hit with tree. And we do that. Great stereotype uh, for all the brutes. They all have those heavy like hit type stuff. Um, what else do you think would need to be added to like the brute class to make it like a little bit like extra broody? Okay. So for me. And bear in mind that I, I I tend to play slower classes. I tend to play a little bit more control. I want to see Brute have a little bit more of that. Like, obviously, you're never going to get super, super far beyond the base concept, I think, of pick up tree, hit with tree. Yeah. But there are different ways to do that than just, you know, Reinar screaming and swinging a piece of wood around. Yeah. Um, just because you're a Brute, quote unquote, doesn't make you not intelligent. So what I'd like to see is like, if we get like some Ranger Brute stuff, like with the hybrid cards that we're seeing, and Brute gets access to some traps and things like that, so that like, while you're walking through the Savage Lands, you step on something, and a tree swings down from the trees on a rope, and hits you and kills you. Are you saying we should have an Ewok hero? 100% we need an <laughs> Ewok hero, man. A hundred percent. Are you kidding me? <laughs> what kind of flex would that be? You come in with like emperor, Lord of Asia or whatever with the giant fucking crown and yeah, all yeah. of the fancy nonsense. And then you got the teddy bear picnic across the way. <laughs> teddy bear picnic. Coming after that. you. I love that. That's the, that's the specialization card. Teddy bear picnic. I love that. That's so good. See, right. But ultimately it's, it's about controlling the flow of the game. And making sure that people who come in expecting you to play, you know, a bellow or something yeah. and then uh, something on top of that to get the buff off and then Arsenal will end your turn. Like anybody expecting that is going to be very, very quickly surprised. I like that. I like that. For me, I kind of associate the word brute uh, in my brain with like a D&D class, right? With barbarian a little 100%. bit. hundred percent. And so brute and barbarian, they kind of are, are stereotypes. So it would be cool to be able to kind of see an aura or some sort of card to pretty much make that rage action happen. And so, yeah. like, and so like you could act how I imagine it is actually an action that happens to yourself. It's not inflicted on other people, but this rage aura uh, might actually kind of, cause it's supposed to not be the best, but also help make you stronger. Essentially. Yeah. So maybe this rage aura costs something like the three resources, mm-hmm. but instead it's doubling the power of your card. Right. And so you're like, I oh, you have to pay this extra three resources to double the power of this big smash. So it's an even bigger smash. And then it's less like. Also, if you mm-hmm. wanted to keep inside of sort of that rage sort of mechanic yeah. is, uh, you know, have the aura itself be relatively easy to get out. Yeah. Um, either, you know, inexpensive or it procs off of another card or something like right, that. Yeah. Um, and it comes out and it doubles your power for a turn. Then it destroys itself and power is halved for a turn. 
or you draw, you know, two cards yeah. instead of well, four. The way I the... was thinking is like the reason I did three is like that's going to at least make it so you have a three card hand to be able to do something. Yeah. So so it, it, so you don't have you know a yeah. full spread plus something if you manage and to it figure be, that out. And it's like a non conditional where it's like if you play an attack action card, you have to play three extra so that you can do this, or you won't be able to really play your. It's almost like a self inflicted rage, you know. So yeah, exactly. Power so, with a drawback. Right. Yeah. So I think that would be cool because then it's like cool. I'm gonna risk and smash hard and then if you're a ko player it's like dude i'm fucking going for 24 you know like yeah i'm rolling rolling dice let's go yeah so i i think that's really cool and you could do that as kind of like a cool rage mechanic so totally yeah yeah that'd be a lot of fun yeah brute brute pretty cool so with that our next original four well we'll go with uh warrior we'll try to make it cool warrior warrior right now warrior is a very weapon focused like hey yes um, I'm going to utilize my weapon because I've tr- been trained in weaponry and uh, it gets buffs and pretty much things of that nature. Bolton kind of with his light side uh, is more of the paladin type. Oh yeah, absolutely. Like, I pray and I get things a hundred percent. My got, soul is strong and so is, is my arm. So uh, there's that, but I don't think that's at all what Bolton would sound like, but <laughs> whatever. But with that weapons are the big deal, like using, utilizing your weapons. So what other like swordsmen or warrior tropes, do you think would go well with that? So, like you said, warriors built around the weapon. I don't think that that needs to change. Right. What I think needs to change is some of the utility you get with the weapon, because even with you know Bolton being a little bit different, he and Dory and other Dory and Kasai and all of them, they play basically the same. Right. Where you know you swing weapon, play a reaction, swing weapon, play a reaction, turns over. Right. It's very orthodox. You know exactly what's going to happen when, when you're playing a warrior. So you need to find some way to do something other than that. And I think how you do that is you take a page out of KO's book and you add in an element of randomness. Okay. So like a weapon or something where when you declare an attack with this weapon, uh, roll a six-sided die. If it's between one and three, the attack goes off like normal. If it's four or five, you get like a minus one. If it's a six, you get like a plus one uh, and it gets go again or something like that. Yeah. So adding a little bit of risk into the reward um, so that you're not always just doing the same thing time after time after time again. Cause like when I've played against warrior and when I've played as warrior, I've just gotten bored just cause it's the same, you know, sequence of cards every single time with the occasional like non-attack action thrown in just to buff things beforehand. Yeah. Um, but, but, but it's boring. It's not entertaining. Um, so something to give it a little bit more pep, I guess, a little bit more, oh my God, what just happened, uh, to it, I think is probably the way to go with warrior. I love that. Um, I love that a lot. Uh, being able to do that is, is huge. And again, with the weapon being a duelist for me, I I think a great category or something we could do is create a warrior defense reaction. A hundred percent. And the defense reaction will have a keyword that doesn't exist, but yet, (laughs) but the keyword is parry. Parry with nice. your weapon. So you use your weapon. So you use your defensive reaction. It might block minimal. It doesn't need to block four or anything crazy. It could maybe block two because you're still getting injured a little bit or whatever. Mm-hmm. But then it has parry where you then are able to immediately swing your weapon afterwards. So they have to block you immediately after. Oh, you get an attack on their turn. Yeah. So you oh, could do that with your weapon. That's good. So you can pay for that defense reaction and then swing on their turn. Therefore, it's like I am versing someone who is a weapon and master. Then that, and then that adds in like a whole other layer to the mechanics and everything because now you're yeah. not just anticipating 
and really, you know, maximize that is if I attack into them, are they going to block and then attack me? And do I have the things in hand to counter that? Yeah. Can I take the three damage from Dawnblade this turn? Or, or do I or have do I, or is to it block seven it? damage coming in from Dawnblade? Right. Let it stack. Exactly. Yeah. So that, that's genius. Yeah. That's really good. Yeah. That'd I like be scary. That. That'd be really, really That'd be scary. freaking terrifying. Yeah. Are you kidding? But it would be enough spice to make Warrior do something. You know? Yeah. So. I, I already don't like playing against Warrior. I know. That would, <laughs> Depends on who you are. Yeah. <laughs> cool we made it spicy uh guardian guardian uh this is your baby yeah guardian needs to be faster fast guardian i want a fast guardian i've played with this concept a couple of times and it really doesn't work mm-hmm. as built right now but if we could get a guardian and i'm even willing to trade a little bit of health for this okay guardian blades are like a 38 in uh in cc or whatever yeah um but like if we got a guardian where it did something sort of similar to chain where you pay a cost and your next thing gets go again, like that's all it would require. Nothing crazy, nothing over the top, just a way to consistently get a couple of actions off. Then you don't have to build, you know, take Olden for example. Then you don't have to build a deck entirely around, you know, ice stuff and yeah. the big smacky guardian attacks you can bring in some of the less expensive like earth actions or ice actions some of the some of the, some generics that fit into it you can play more scar for a scar and things like that to sort of ramp that speed up and really keep the pressure on so you just start out with a couple of relatively small things and then you swing in with the big guardian you know smack attack at the very very end I like um, that. obviously guardian. Uh, offensive guardian um, obviously resource management becomes the biggest thing then but that's already basically the biggest thing in a guardian deck is making sure that you have the resources to play the seven ten level you, I, I honestly attacks. I think it could even be making a guardian like we've already had like a guardian that had all the elements and then we have already one that has winter and earth we could have like son of Odin, like Thor guardian. No, a hundred percent. It's like electric only guard, like electric guardian essentially. Yeah. And like you pretty much do the Lexi thing where it's like play an electric card, you get go again or whatever. Exactly. Or so like that could be really cool to be able to see that too. Yeah. You know? so, sort of like a, like a briar version of a guardian. Yeah. I'd like that. That's really cool. Um, for me, it's kind of trickier for guardian on, on what I would like to see besides, Potentially just uh, uh, kind of more, honestly, like auras. Like we do have that aura of like building like more shields and stuff. But for some reason, like a guardian that I think of a lot is uh, Braum from League of Legends. I don't know if you're familiar with it. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, the guy with the mustache and the sheep. Like he kind of has like this like ice, like he does. It's like, you know, we already have an ice guardian. But I mean, maybe having like extra shields out there like the spectral shields or things of that nature could be something very useful for the guardian or being able to, to almost create these like guardian S like things that do something in particular to be able to attack something that way. So being able to create outside stuff to like protect or do things for you, I think could be a really cool. Yeah. Just, just like stone guardian. Just yeah. like ally guardian. Yeah. Yeah, because like Leviathan has a brute going back, like all of her attacks are kind of almost like summoning the demons to do these. Yeah, attacks, exactly. Right. So like Guardian, like honestly, could just be like someone who is like creating these defenses or creating like golems or whatever to be able to right. Because 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 if you look at the lore, being a Guardian doesn't just mean that you know you go smack a thing with a hammer and yeah. you're done. Like there's more to it than that. So 
an exploration of that in the mechanics of the game, like that could be really interesting. Yeah, yeah. So I think we're on the right track with that. Yeah, Guardian, Guardian that feels really good. good. Uh, Ninja, we already getting we're getting stuff, so we don't need to talk about it. Yeah, Ninja, uh, we're Ranger, probably good. don't need to talk about it. Yep. Runeblade. Uh, Runeblade is a new class, so there's not really a stereotype besides what LSS is kind of made. But I guess we've kind of given a stereotype to Runeblade as you either love them or hate them. You either love them or hate them. Um, Runeblades are a spell sword. Yeah. Attack with sword, cast a spell. Very, very simple. Yeah. The biggest thing for Runeblade that I'd like to see, normally you want to go kind of wide with a Runeblade, mm-hmm. right? Non-attack, action, attack, action, swing with sword, there's your turn, right? I want to see a Runeblade structured to go as tall as humanly possible. I love that. I want like guardian level power but I want it to be seven arcane and seven physical. That'd be great. I, I would love that. You know, I, <laughs> no, you, you wouldn't. Nobody would love. Well, I would love that. Well, I mean, to pilot, but not to play. Again. I mean, think about the new chain. Like what if chain came back from the dead and he's just death incarnate and his new weapons, a scythe. Right. Well, he already has one of those, but it sucks. He has a scythe. Yeah. There, I don't, I don't remember the name of it off the top of my There's head. There's a scythe because, in this game. Yeah. Yeah. But it's terrible. We need a, we need a better scythe. We need a better scythe. Yes, I agree with yeah, that. Like I want a big scythe where it's just like I do like four four, like it's nuts. Yeah, just like yeah. just something that's really, really good. And then, you know, you, you build in, you know, a downside to that, like uh, your non rune blade actions cost two resources more or something yeah. like that. Mm-hmm. Um, something to kind of pay off. But I want to be able to go taller specifically for the time inky sort yeah. of build so you can stack that damage up and push it through without having to rely on reactions or something like that which normally you don't run as a rune blade yeah i like that a lot i think that's really cool uh i kind of want to break down the word phonetically rune blade right Ooh. uh i i like the fact that it's magic and swords and all that stuff but we're not really installing any runes are we so what if we were able to make some sort of rune mechanic where it was like, cool, I am hitting you with this like basic weapon, but I have to feel it with a rune first. And then I hit you with the weapon. So like I have the flame fire rune and then bam there, this does a certain thing to you. And so it's all about the weapon and you're mm. inflicting runes in a different way because we have rune chance. But what if the runes were like actual like things that you kind of use on and that actually like stuff. modified yeah. a card yeah that you so sort of like so that could be your non-attack you play the rune as the non-attack yeah you swing in with the attack and then the weapon pulls off of what you've played before to have a different effect yeah so it's like i play this non-attack and then i play this attack and then there you go and so you're able to power up those cards to do certain things so still you know very much the same sort of rune blade yeah. pattern we like to see but yeah. A different way to do yeah. it. That's maybe, clever. Maybe they make an elemental. Oh, well, they already have like Briar, but maybe they yeah. make like a full element or like that just becomes a, a thing is like, oh, I have a lightning. I chose to be lightning, whatever this one. Essence know. of fire. And Essence, yeah, yeah. That type of stuff. Yeah. So that'd be cool. That would be really cool. Yeah, yeah. I would enjoy that. That'd be a hell of a lot of fun. actually. Yeah. Uh, another one. Uh, we, we did that. Uh, Ninja, Ninja. We really need like a list of these classes. Illusionist. 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 Illusionist is cool. Uh, so far uh, with the game, uh, we have th- people that are creating illusions uh, in different aspects that are very real. So we have Prism heralding angels because they went and freaking enslaved them or whatever. <laughs> like that's literally like the lore. That's literally the lore. She caught them like Pokemon. 
Oh my god! You know that, right? No. Yeah, it was. I like, didn't know she that. She like went and was like, oh, "I'm gonna." Yeah, it was. Oh like, my god! Uh, we have that, and then we have someone who pretty much uses like the ashes of dragons to recreate the the visions of dragons, and so it's kind of cool. They took they take these characters like reflections of light or ashes to be able to make these things to to actively do things, right? Mm-hmm. Which is really cool. So what what is another stereotype of illusionist? So the big, so the biggest thing for me with illusionists is we we have uh you know Prism who as mentioned is basically the God Slayer at this point, um, and we have Dromai who's taking you know the desiccated remains of these ancient creatures to summon them back as her allies. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, the biggest thing we don't have with illusionist yet is something that affects not just you know like one or two things at a time, but it actually affects like an area like a world changing sort of effect so like how we have with um with like library or something like that how you play and it's just it's it's like an arena card almost yeah like something like that for illusionist i feel like it's kind of the logical next place to go where it's not focused so much on you know creating you know auras or summoning allies but it's and again this is a little bit more control which is you know the way i run so makes sense i guess um but it like it it changes the way the game flows a little bit right so like you take a frostbite or something frostbite has a huge effect on the game by screwing up your resources right what if uh there was an illusion that you know made the opponent have to spend one more on all of their actions this turn yeah what if there's one that you could do that would you know reduce the cost of your actions or something along those lines like i, I just recently rewatched uh the second spider-man movie in the, yeah. the mcu one with mysterio um so I'm kind of thinking like something like that, like manipulating sort of the game state to become more advantageous for you in that way that an illusionist can by making you think that you're somewhere that you're not or that something is coming at you that's not or something along those lines. I like that a lot. I like that a lot. You, you when you were talking, kind of gave fueled my idea of, of what you're talking about. As soon as you talked about like having the frostbite on the table and like maybe like making something extra cost, like similar to that, Mm -hmm. it kind of came to me as like, what if you were able to almost play like an illusionist reaction um, or defense reaction again? I don't know about these, but it's almost like either creating a different target where the nullify certain things. So it's like, I I am going to attack you. And then you play this thing where it's like, you're actually going to attack this little ally I have over here. You're going to attack the ally or you're going to attack like, I made a version of me right now with this defense reaction because I'm mirrored, right? Right? Or yeah. Whatever. Like different things like that. So you could, it would be interesting to be kind of be able to play a more interesting, like defensive, uh, like illusionist that way. Totally. Or, or um, like you said, like have things that buff or do damage or, or things like that would be really, really cool. The illusionist that immediately comes to my mind every time I hear it is the one from Final Fantasy Tactics Advanced. <laughs> Where it's like hurting, like they're the most OP spellcaster yeah. out there because they're like, I'm hurting every single person out here. And you're like, yeah. So you're like, woo, woo, woo. And so that's that's pretty cool. I, I like that's that. That's awesome. So, I like that. Yeah. That's fun. Um, all right. So with that, uh, warrior, we got brute warrior, guardian, uh, ninja, rangers covered, rune blade, illusionist, um, assassins covered. Um, is there anything else that's missing? Probably someone screaming in their microphone because we forgot it near the end. Mechanologist. Mechanologist. Yeah. 
Mechanologist, uh, pretty much they are the tinker tinkerers and uh, have all the tech, um, aka like artificers. If you play basically, games, yeah, uh, which is really really cool. They do really, honestly, they they created a really cool thing where it's almost like you get go again because you're boosting. It's like a high risk high reward type thing of of doing like tech work. Um, so, what would be I don't know. You're boosting, uh, whatever. You're upgrading. <laughs> I don't know what I'm talking about. It's tangenting and trying to like find things to cross over. But what would be another stigma of the only this? thing I want from a mechanologist is data doll with four intellect. <laughs> That's all you want. That's all I want. That's all you want. That's all I want. Dash is phenomenal. Dash is fast. Dash hits hard. Dash is good. Yeah. Data doll, conceptually, really interesting. Um, being such a, first of all, she's such a contrast from Dash who wants to just go, 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 go. Data doll really wants to pull the items from the deck so that she can get those consistent buffs and that consistent, like extra resource from hyper drivers and the consistent damage nullification and that kind of stuff. So it's a much slower sort of controlier build, Mm -hmm. but it's hamstrung by the smaller hand size. Data doll with four, with four intellects so that she could have a full hand size. That's all it needs. I love it. And then you have two very different mechanologist concepts. You can come in with a third one later to like hybridize the two or to, you know, maybe dive deeper into like the mechanoid sort of thing where you're taking disparate pieces of stuff and assembling them into other things, like actually having that be in the game or something. But all I want from mechanologist is, is data doll with a full hand. And you nailed what I just was, what I was thinking is I would enjoy a mechanoid type thing. Like I, Dude, I, think, it'd be so, I think it'd be so cool to be like, I have a little workbench and or pretty much take the illusionist take of like, cool, I'm able to do this. And now I have RoboDog and I have another RoboDog and they're my allies. So exactly. being able to have like tech tech allies and keeping it not make like a mechanologist illusionist, like making a mechanologist that is just like it has its own ally allies. base yeah. would be awesome. I think that'd be really, really cool. hundred percent. I would love to yeah. play that. And like what's really cool taking an aspect of d and because I know that really well, but there is a, there's an artificer class that when you have your little dude, uh, your little robot dog or companion, they have this thing where if you're about to get damaged, they actually like add like kind of like a defense before you get hit. Yeah. So it'd be cool if the ally was like almost kind of a spectral shield of sorts where it was like, yeah, they're going to defend me, you know, and then they could, if you destroy their defense, you die. If an attack is declared on, yeah. uh, on something are. other than this token, this token takes the damage and is destroyed or something. Pretty much like that. Yeah. yeah. So I like that. Slap too. a ward on it and call it good. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. I like it. Nice. Uh, awesome. I honestly think that might be it. Wizard. <laughs> <laughs> Wizard. Yes. Uh, right uh. now, the right now the stereotype is uh, I do truly feel that the deck that you create is the spell book. So you have yeah. your spells that you're casting from that book, and the, the other thing is that it's like our turn. Wizards are the only ones that kind of have the ability to play on the other person's turn, which is a really nice touch from from that. And all of they what they do is arcane damage, yes. unless you choose to add generics in there. Yes. Yeah. So what other stereotypes do you think wizard would like benefit from potions we have potions yeah I, I want wizard potions i want good potions man i want the uh, uh essentially i want an alchemist i want which has been announced right which yeah but uh, where is it matt <laughs> I, 
I want the wizard to be going around and chucking potions at people. Your arcane damage comes out of one. Your your buffs come out of another one. Your debuffs come out of another one. Like a whole set of just like item based fighting. I think would be freaking fabulous. Just a, it, I like that. It's it it's a new way to do it. We don't have a lot of item based anything really, other than like merchant, which nobody bothers with because it kind of sucks. Um, but something sort of coming from that same kind of place so that you can allow a wizard to either, you know, pivot more into like the hard arcane and just go crazy with ice veins and what have you. Or they can pivot more into being more support. If you're in like a UPF or something, you can buff your allies, you can debuff your foes, you can buff yourself, obviously, and then swing in with something. I also feel like you wouldn't necessarily have to be tied to pure arcane damage in that case. You can make an argument for having, not necessarily like a sword or anything, but for having a staff that does like physical damage and like however many potions you have in the field right now, add plus whatever for that or something to encourage you to get those items out. I like that. Right? Yeah. Um, The biggest issue there would be, you know, because it's structured more to go wide, because obviously you want to play a couple of different yeah. potions each turn, ideally, um, you'd have to release new potions with go again or have something baked into the deck to provide go again. Um, Mage Master, Boots, or something like that. But those only give you like a one-off mm-hmm. sort of thing. So we need to see some support to actually make that work. Um, and if they go with an Alchemist sort of like explicit class, um, five bucks is we're going to see a lot of stuff that's going to give them go again. That's cool. That's cool. I like that. Potions is, is necessary for wizards. I, I You kind of can't picture a wizard without having its little like spells. Wanderer or staff, whatever. big roby things, potion in hand. I love it. The other thing I think about when I think of wizard is uh, beards. No, uh, the other thing. A hundred percent. Yes. The other thing I think about is actually familiars. Yes. And so I think offhand, because I just did one for a ranger, an offhand familiar would be a lot of fun. Uh, being able to have it go do certain things for you. Yeah. Um, so being able to utilize it for maybe this familiar, you get to pick your familiar in the beginning of the game or yeah. whatever. Or You've got like two or three that you yeah, can swap you can in and out. You choose two like for equipment or whatever, but maybe this familiar uh, lets you cast a second spell. Or maybe this familiar lets you uh, be able to uh, nullify your opponent's whatever or add an additional defense to something. Uh, like Draw a card, yeah. give something go again. So I think familiars could be really, really neat or maybe you have to create them during the game. It could be something cool along those lines. That could be really interesting, um, especially yeah. sort of in the variants. Like if you have several different ones that you can kind of slot in and out depending on yeah. the matchup and what you need in that particular situation. That's That's like a whole new interesting layer of deck build and play yeah I like so that's it. good yeah i like it uh you mentioned one merchant merchant yeah, yeah. i'm gonna start with this one because i had an idea as you were talking cool go so for it merchants man. of course right now they kind of just suck they don't have a lot going for the, them. the the idea is to generate money and then to use that money for things yeah which, which is, is not that useful which is frankly. not that useful unless you create a new merchant i don't know why i thought about this but this merchant's ability okay okay get ready okay. for this go for or it. a card uh for merchant only is taking one of the equipments from your opponent and giving them maybe a few coins or whatever. And maybe your ability says something like, if you do this, you get a coin, even though you're playing with them. And you then have to sell them their equipment. (laughs) So if they're like, I'm about to pop off and you're like, well, actually I'm taking this piece of armor from you. Because you sold it to me because you're in hard times. That'll be two silver, please. Yeah. 
So now they have to purchase it back. And if they do that, it's another risk because like, oh, you just gave me some more currency so I could do more things. A surprise cash in. Yep. So I think an ability or something to be able to. Oh, that's fun. Pretty that's, much choose an item to buy from them cheeky. and then sell it to them would be great. That's che- Oh, I like that'd that. That'd be really funny. Yeah. Talk about your like a troll deck, right? Like troll or just like making it actually viable for something like, right. Cause I could just mess up plans and then it's like, now I have to do this without my plan. And you're like, yeah, or you give me money and then I get better plans. I like that. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. So there you go. Yeah. I don't have a lot of ideas for Mergen, frankly. Like, I like the class conceptually. I think it's an interesting thing to build a class around, just like I think it's interesting in, like, tactics games when they give you that as, like, a job or something. You mentioned yeah. Final Fantasy earlier, yeah. so I'm oh, still on that whole thing. Um, But, yeah, Mergen's just, I don't know, Mergen's. Um, there's not a whole lot that you can do with it. The thing, the, the, the biggest thing that I can think of is s- s- sort of in line with your buying and selling thing. Um, what if we gave merchants access to like their own auras or something that you played, uh, and they went on your opponent's side and they were things like, you know, bought it, you know, a knockoff something, uh, you think it does one thing, but it actually is like a debuff mm-hmm. or discard a card or something like that. Yeah. Like the merchants we have right now, right now, right now are <laughs> Cavdane, who is flipping terrifying, uh, and clearly and he's like a, he's like an organ merchant. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Uh, and you have Genius What You Need, who is a bizarre guy. Like, he's, yeah. he's just carrying all of his stuff around. Look at my curios, sort of fella. So I feel like we need somebody who's like, like to go back to like a Dungeons and Dragons sort of example, like the one who has a shop like just off the alleyway, you know, where you go in and you're not, you know, you instantly you're sort of like on your guard, like that kind of thing, like selling like dangerous or interesting things like that so that you're not so tied down to the currency resource. And you can also actually inflict something to the opponent that does and it doesn't require you to just run nothing but generics. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Ultimately, for merchants, the thing is they just need more support, like any yeah. kind of merchant support. And a weapon, like a merchant weapon or whatever. You Please, because I'm I'm sick of running talent. Yeah, sawed off shotgun. You know, one hundred percent. Yeah, Glock nineteen. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know if that's a real gun, but it's going to be <laughs> yeah, in flesh and blood. Be. Absolutely. Uh, we don't have to do the other ones of Bard or Taylor or whatever that is, right? Um, I don't think Taylor was it. No, that was a shapeshifter. Oh, shapeshifter. Shapeshifter, but there's only Shiana. So I mean, like, and the Taylor. Uh, uh, I don't. I don't think that she's a shapeshifter. Yeah, she is. is she? She's the cosplay shapeshifter. Yeah. All right. Well, we got two of them, so we have to technically uh, innovate. Honestly, they did great. John's great. I guess the only thing would be allow you to use any card. I don't know. Just any card of X class. Any cl- yeah. Any or card you have of to X be talent. like, hey, I am playing Draconic. Okay, cool. Like you have to announce it. Yeah, declare it before you start or yeah. something. Yeah. Yeah. Not a whole lot we can do with shapeshifter right now. Nope. Yeah. Nope. There's. I don't know what to do with it. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, I think that's it, dude. I think we got it. Yeah, I think we did. Leave down in the comments, which really, probably. Also, like, let us know what uh, ideas that you came up with. Like, what could enhance these classes or add the stereotype? Because, like, I think that's what's really cool about Outsiders is adding to that, or LSS in general just adds to that really it's well. It's building mechanics into the game in line with the game at the game to make the players happy. They actually, like, know what the world is and what could conceivably come out of it. Yeah. So it's just, like, one of the coolest things about this game is that it is actually, like, a pretty well that loosely fit together and you can beat people up with the cards. Yeah. Like it actually has a history and a lore and current events. And like, it's, it's a world, which is just 
It's so flipping cool. Flipping cool. Uh, all right, guys. Well, uh, as always, uh, welcome. This is the bottom chain. And my name is <laughs> welcome. This is the bottom. My name is Matt. And I'm Greg. Guys, thank you so much, so much, so <laughs> much for joining us. Even if we're not quite sure if this is the start or the end, um, we love all of you guys. Please do not hesitate to hit us up if you have any thoughts, feedback, criticisms, good recipes, Netflix recommendations, etc., etc. We will see you all next time. Have a wonderful, wonderful rest of the week. Toodles. <laughs>